gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier, y'all gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody voucher. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. Yo, 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 welcome back to the greatest show on earth, the Million of Mindsets podcast. I am your host, Xavier, sitting here with the wonderful D. D, what up? Nothing much. How you doing today, Xavier? I'm doing good. You sound like you on delay or something. You was like, <laughs> you good? You all right? I'm good. I'm good. I had a little moment. Yeah. And before we start this episode, this is another double one we got for y'all. Please, like, uh, advise all you guys to please like, subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and review, all those things. We definitely appreciate it. We're trying to get those subscribers up, get those likes up, all those things. But before we get right into the show, Deanna, she's going to go to our first sponsor. All right, you guys. So going into this week's sponsor, it's arguably, arguably the most popular alternative asset for investors with over $30 million in net worth. In fact, it's the first time since 2010 high net worth individuals have invested more on this secure asset than any other. And it has soared in value over 2,500% since 1995. It's not real estate, it's not bottles of Bordeaux, and it's not rare cars. This in-demand asset is contemporary art. There's a good reason so many millionaires hold art as part of their portfolio. While it's always been popular as hedge against inflation and to build wealth, contemporary art has outperformed the S&P 500 by nearly threefold from 1995 to 2020. It has most, almost no correlation to other asset classes, making it a better hedge than gold, real estate, and other traditional hedges. Dis discover how to invest in million-dollar paintings from artists like Bansky, Monet, and Picasso without having to come up with millions out of pocket. Visit masterworks.io slash mindsets. Just keep in mind, artwork by the masters is limited, and offerings have previously sold in hours. Once again, this is masterworks.io slash mindsets. See important disclaimers at masterworks.io slash disclaimer and head over there now to get started investing yeah. in artwork. And telling the million of mindsets team sent you, and as always, the link for that is in the description of this podcast episode. If you're trying to buy some art, make some investments in art, go to the link in this podcast description and get started today. So, yes, sir. get right into the show. Today we have a very, very special guest. See, I, I not like having guests on, but we have them on once. And then next time we have them on, they just hit a whole new level. Like, I love, I, I love those stories, and she has indeed done that. So I want to tell you guys who we got today. We got Anna, Lisa, the owner of Elevators Assist. Welcome back to the show. We're super glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. And like you said, so much has happened since the last time I was on the show. Yeah. I'm actually a resident of Dallas yeah. now. So. Yes. So much growth within the business and everything going on. So thank you all for having me back. Of course, of course, of course. So getting so so getting right into it. So last time you was like you said, last time you was on, you was in Ohio. Now you in Dallas. You killing it. Your business hit another level. You living. You live. I see you on the ground. <laughs> she living. She living like she living on the ground. So like so like what's been going on? What's the secret like to all this success you've been hitting? I mean, yeah, just I mean complete focus. I mean after I think. Last time I was on the podcast, I maybe had 400 people 
that were in my virtual assistant program, I've now taught over 1,500 people how to start their virtual assistant and social media wow. management. Well, that was only seven months. So, so much growth, um, just a lot of learning and evolving and surrounding myself around the right people. I think yeah. that's definitely key. Mm-hmm. Mm. And let me ask you that, because I mean, that's just a crazy jump right. <laughs> from such a short amount of time. And I feel like you got to let us know, like, how was that even possible? Like, what did you do to make that huge increase or huge scale in your business? Um, I think for me, it's just researching. Like, once mm. you hit a certain goal, like once you say hit 10K, 10K a month, you're trying to figure out how I can get to 20K yep. a month. And how you, mm-hmm. once you hit 20K a month, how can I get to 50K a month? So obviously just continuing to research to figure out how I can reach those goals. Um, it's just nonstop. I feel like every month is a new month and I start from zero. So okay. it's, you know, it's every day is a new day trying to figure out what's going to okay. take my business to the next level. Okay. So for the people that's watching this right now and they're like, okay, but what do like, what she do? What's, let's, let's get into that. For the people who don't know, who may not be familiar with you, just mind just mm-hmm. letting them give a breakdown on what is it is exactly that you do for a living. Yeah, I do a lot of things. <laughs> I think I'm most known for um, creating virtual assistant businesses. So I'm the owner of a successful virtual assistant and social Ooh. media management agency <laughs> yes. called yes, Elevated yes. Assist. So we work with various entrepreneurs in different industries, and we basically provide them with admin services, our social media management services, um, and really take some things off their plate. So I'm the owner of Elevated Assist. I have virtual assistant independent contractors a part of my team that help work with these uh, entrepreneurs. Currently, all of my independent contractors do live in the United States. So okay. you always ask. In addition to that, um, I have the Elevated VA, which is a program I created to teach people how to start their own virtual assistant businesses, as well as if they want to become social media managers as well. Okay. Okay. And so and how how is that um, lucrative? For people that's listening, they'll be like, How's, how do you make money being a... Uh, a virtual assistant, like I know that to the average person, that might not sound like super pretty or sexy to them. Oh yeah, it's definitely money to be made. I mean, if you just even look at it, look at it globally from the outsourcing industry, that's a billion dollar industry in itself. Wow. Outsourcing the fact that so just take a look at the pandemic in itself. A number of corporations and companies, even though they may have laid off people, they may have outsourced that internationally to right. other services. So that in itself is a lucrative a lucrative opportunity for businesses to one continue to have a, a strong workforce but able to save money by outsourcing to independent contractors or things like that but in the space that I do it within working with small uh, small business owners a lot of business owners can't do it alone right. so I work with business owners that are making at a minimum twenty thousand dollars a month you know I have business owners that are making six figures a month so it's nothing to them to outsource and hire a virtual assistant to be a part of their team to help manage small tasks that they don't have time to do. Mm. I, I like that just because, like, oh, the question I want to ask is, when should someone hire a, a, a VA? At what point? Because I see people that's not just try to get cute and fancy so early on. They ain't even making, they're not even making five figures. They're not even making 5000 <laughs> Exactly. And, they, and it's, it's annoying. It's, it's annoying when people try to reach out to me a little too soon because one thing you don't want to do is hire a virtual assistant or even work with Elevated Assist, and then no you're not in a financial situation to be able to continue to support that contract or that agreement. Exactly. So I think that people first need to realize, first people need to recognize, one, do you have the money to be able to add people to your team? Mm-hmm. Secondly, what tasks and responsibilities are you going to outsource to this virtual assistant? You can't out, you can't give them everything, right? They're right. your assistant. They're not there to you know operate your business, right? You're still the business owner. So first, they need to out, identify what things that they can give to that virtual assistant, and then figure out the price point. What, how much are you willing to invest? You know, to have a peace of mind. 
really. So I look at it as convenience. So it's lucrative because people are paying for convenience. Right. So just like I pay to have my groceries delivered, I pay for valet. People that have money to be able to pay for that convenience, <laughs> they do that. They do that. So it's it's it, that's the idea of it. Just paying for convenience, and you're paying. People are paying you to provide solutions for their business and do things that they don't have time to do. Mm-hmm. Something I want to ask you is that looking at it from a VA standpoint, because you said like you prefer to work with individuals who are like doing financially well in their business. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask like for a VA, what are some tips or pointers you would give them for working with high net worth um, businesses or individuals? Because for someone that might seem scary to be working with a company Mm -hmm. of that magnitude or someone who's like very demanding of them and not just someone, you know, with a small business. Absolutely. So the first thing is you need to communicate well. One, you're in a virtual space, so communication needs to be right. at another level because right. you're, you may have never met this entrepreneur. You may never meet them only virtually via Zoom or something like that. So one, communication has to be key so that you can build that trust because sometimes they're giving you you know, credit card information, banking information, so you can do certain things within their business. So it has to be a trusting relationship, but also you need to be organized. Even though there are a lot of entrepreneurs making a lot of money, some of them are already unorganized. So as a virtual assistant, you kind of have to come in and kind of clean up that service for them and and help manage some of those things for them. So I would say communication is is number one, knowing how to communicate for someone that you can't speak to every day. And if they're a super busy entrepreneur, you got to figure out how to navigate to make sure you can get the answer so you can Mm -hmm. do what needs to be done within that entrepreneur's business. Mm -hmm. And you said you work with entrepreneurs that make, you said, minimum 20K? At a minimum, minimum really 20K. So, (laughs) and I had to learn that, right? In the beginning of my business, I'm assuming that if you're reaching out to me, you can afford me. But during, you know, during different experiences with different entrepreneurs, I'm realizing that people think they can afford the service and they can't. So, you know, we're able to filter some of those people out through certain questions that we go through during our onboarding experience or during our consultation calls. Um, I don't really like to even work with new entrepreneurs. So I want you to be very, I'd rather you be established before you think about working with Elevated Assist. It just makes things a little bit easier for us. Mm. And we talked about um, pretty much people that's not ready. So I want to ask you, when do you know it's time to hire somebody to be a hire a VA? Absolutely. If you are, if you're suffering, suffering mentally as an entrepreneur and you can't do anything, if you have DMs full of customer service related questions, it's probably time for you to hire a virtual assistant because you're probably leaving money on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not able to respond to emails, if you got people calling you a scammer online just because you can't respond to emails and DMs, because it happens to a lot of people. Right, right, right. Because, you know, if they have a question about a product or service because they put the email in wrong and you're not able to attend to their question in a timely manner, they're going to think you scammed them out of their money. Like, that just happens a lot. Yep. So being able to come in as a virtual assistant kind of provide that organization um, and clean up that mess for those entrepreneurs, that's really key. And then if you, I mean, if you just want to enjoy your money, sometimes entrepreneurs work so hard, all they know is work, 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 and they don't even have an opportunity to go on vacation, have free mm-hmm. time. Right. Hire a virtual team, hire a virtual assistant to be able to manage things while you're on vacation, while you're spending time with your family. So it's really just, you have to identify um, are you able to still live your day-to-day life and be able to do mm. things and enjoy your life, but also are you being overwhelmed with your work? Mm. Then it's probably time for you to hire a virtual mm-hmm. assistant. I love the answer. And that's something we talked about like recently is mm. that what a lot of business owners 
you get that rep of being a scammer, but sometimes in reality, you just have bad business practices mm -hmm. and you definitely need to get that help to avoid that bad press and also make sure you're taking care of your customers. Customer service. A lot of times mm -hmm. when you see people being called that scammer, usually when you look into it, it's because they had terrible customer service. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. And you can't, so you can't not talk, like, follow up with your DMs and your, and your emails, but you still promoting that you same still product. Promote, you still promoting. So people over like, so you don't see my DM? You don't see my email? Like, what's going on? They're going to turn up. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you don't want that. And it can happen really, really, really fast. Mm -hmm. So it's if you're making, you know, again, like $20,000, $30,000 a month at a minimum, it's you should have someone a part of your team. Yeah. Like, at that point, certain things you shouldn't be doing. You probably shouldn't be responding to redundant questions in your dms like at that point you're too you're you're too valuable you should be you know navigating your else. talents to something else mm. Mm -hmm. we and we always talk about delegation on here like like you said at a certain point as a boss a ceo whatever you're doing you shouldn't be doing in my opinion those those small minuscule you tasks you should be like you said delegating to somebody because you your time so much more valuable absolutely but some entrepreneurs just also don't know how to let go yeah. They they want to be in control of everything, and you know, and it takes time to be able to trust someone to help them with their business and find the right person to be able right. to help them with their business too. So I think that again, an entrepreneur has to like slow, probably slowly trust the virtual assistant, give them tasks, and we can give them larger projects and things like that. So, mm. so let me ask you this: like, because last time we talked, we were still really in the midst of the pandemic mm -hmm. and our VAs came became like really popular during that time but we are starting to get back to normal people are starting to go back to work and things are starting to kind of change differently so has that affected the virtual assistant space and has it changed the way like um, VAs operate or had to maneuver to get clients I would think so even though that you know the pandemic are it's I guess dying down so to say I mean I do we I know we have a new variant coming out of nowhere but anyway some, <laughs> yes some of the areas of the world are trying to get back to normal but also during the time we're going through something that is called like the great resignation where a lot right. of people a lot of people Resigning. said, I'm not going back to work. Like Ooh, I got bad. I got comfortable working from home. So from a business perspective, for me, a lot of people were like, Oh, this is this is about to be my bread and butter. I'm about to create a successful virtual system business and take the steps within your course and your right. program. Mm -hmm. So it did it did very well for me. And I, I think I came up with the product at the perfect time for a lot of people that got comfortable working from home. And then the companies that didn't allow their employees to stay working from home, they were like, it's not worth it. You know, during the pandemic, a lot of people were able to reflect and think like, right. I don't know if I really like my job that much. Yeah. And I really love working from home. I can obviously do my jo job from home. So why can't I stay yep. here? And then, you know, a lot of time where people were just reflecting and just think about their mental wellness and the fact that it makes sense for them to be able to work remotely. So for my business, I think it went up. Everything, you know, improved and got better, you know. <laughs> Everything doubled up for sure, so it, it did great for my business. Okay, and I want to ask you something. I seen you uh, tweet. Oh boy! Uh -oh. <laughs> you said I get to wake up every day and experience the life I created for myself. You good too if you stop being scared. I was like, ooh, that's a bar. You know, you calling people out all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, I think it's again. I always talk about mindset whether I'm going live, but even when I have like coaching calls with people, they're like. I'm so confident in my virtual assistant business. I got everything set up, but I'm still afraid. So the mindset 
is keeping people away from a lot of money and making money in their business. And I don't think, I think it's, I, I still think it's challenging for people to be able to come, overcome that. Cause when you go from working a nine to five to working a nine to five and trying to start a business or even going from a nine to five and being a full-time entrepreneur, you're going through a transformation and you're not even realizing it. Mm-hmm. So you're completely shifting your mindset to, to how can I make money from this business? You know, I'm not relying on a, a paycheck every two weeks anymore. So a lot of people are stuck on that mindset, but I'm like person like I really don't care like I just be doing stuff right, right. so I just research stuff and I just execute and make it happen and it's worked very well for me and I think it's a, I think a lot of times I don't dwell on things that don't go well so I can't even recognize like oh what issue that was I just keep on going and keep on going until you know I'm able to make it happen for mm-hmm. myself so I think a lot of people if they have that mindset of you know, just trying things. Like, it's okay to fail. Like, if people accept it, just go ahead and accept rejection and failure. Like, it's just a part of things that will happen. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, they'll probably be making more money and executing on some things. They definitely (laughs) definitely would. would. And speaking on um, nine to fives, because I feel like we're in a time right now, a lot of people, they they feeling like pressure to leave their nine to five. Mm. And I'm seeing, I'm actually seeing people leave and, and a lot of people leaving too early. So, too early. Too early. So my question is, how do you, what's your best advice for knowing when to, when it's time to walk away? Oh, yeah. And also, I don't think I mentioned before, I actually still have a nine to five as a healthcare mm-hmm. administrator. And actually, since I moved to Dallas, I end up getting another opportunity, making more money doing the same thing at another company. So, you know, every, everything's doubled and tripled up since the last time we talked. But I think, one, look at the numbers. Look at the numbers financially. So even for me, um, even if I was able to make the same money within my nine to five with my business, it's still not enough for me because my overall goal is to live a life of luxury. So, you know, I got to, you know, it, it keeps going up and keeps going up. Okay, so okay. I think that people, people need to figure out what they want their life to look like first, right? Are you, are you comfortable living the same life and you just need to replace your nine to five income or do you want more? So mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people say, oh, I can just pay my bills. You know, I'm making this amount of money. But are you still wanting to, are you still able to live your be- best life with this this new income within your business? So for me, I'm obviously still have my nine to five, but I think people need to be very, very strategic about what they want their life to look like. And honestly, if, if you have a successful one year, success one year in your business, I still think that may be kind of early because you just never know with the business. Never know. business. I mean, you can have a 5k month and then you can have a $30,000 a month another and it's just it's a lot of up and down until you get those mm-hmm. automations and those systems those in systems. place. So for me, I think people need to literally write down what you want your life to look like, right? Cuz even if you replace your your um, 9 to 5 income with your business, are you do you plan on staying in the same house, right? Are your expenses going to be act exactly the same? So I think that people need to do that work and identify that before they say I'm going to leave my 9 to 5 cuz I would hate for people to leave their 9 to 5 and then got to go back. Mm-hmm. That's something that I would like to never experience. So when I leave it completely, I want to be completely sure and completely set up. Mm-hmm. Everything's, you know, cushioned and we all get to go. Mm-hmm. I love that because uh, today you see like entrepreneurs, they, they tell people to take that leap, F your job, just just go ahead. And it's like, in my opinion, that's like bad advice. It's just a, at least in my opinion, because I know the average person, if you know the statistics say that the average business failed within what, the first couple of years, the average business fails, like, I'm not going to tell the average person to leave their job and go all in on their business without having a financial uh, play set up first. Exactly. Exactly. And then, like, I always tell people, I'm not going to tell you to flat out leave your nine to five, but I will tell you, figure out what's going to make you feel better about yourself. Because we spend one third of our time 
at our nine to, at our nine to five. Mm-hmm. But studies also show that seventy to eighty percent of people are either disengaged and or they don't like their job. They don't like their job. So some people could argue that most of the time people don't even like living. They don't like their life because you Damn. know you're at a job spending most of Damn. the time at a job that you don't even like. So I always challenge people again: What do you want your life to look like? And then what are you going to do to change that? Mm. So for me, I mean, even me, I mean, my life has changed probably in a year. Like this time. Like December of last year, you know, I was celebrating like a 10K month. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm hitting 10K. And last month I had a 10K day. So it's like, it can be a complete (laughs) transformation, but you have to figure out what you want that to look like for yourself. Mm. So I'm not going to completely bash a nine to five, but Mm -hmm. like, are you going to continue to wake up every single day and go to a job that you hate when it's all these opportunities out here? So it doesn't... Oh, you want to go ahead? No, I was just going to say 10K month or 10K days, man. That, that, that ain't nothing, that's, that's not nothing like. <laughs> right. <laughs> Congratulations on that, by the way. Thanks. But um, for people, especially like people who may be having their VA businesses and still working their nine to five, like it doesn't get hard, like difficult to manage all that at once. And like, like, what do you do to balance it so that you can stay motivated in both realms? Oh, absolutely. I always tell people, don't look at me as an example. I'm crazy. Like, <laughs> do not look at me as an example. You honest though. That's, that's being yeah, honest. But like, if you if you look at me and was like, I want the same results as Annalisa, you know, I want these six figures and all of that and all of that great stuff. You have to understand that I work like I put a lot of work in, right? All of this is temporary work for you know the long term results that that I'm coming and I'm planning and I am getting results because I do work hard. But people have to understand like you got to figure it out. You got to figure out that balance. What's important to you? Like sometimes mm-hmm. I can't go out all the time or sometimes I can't be at certain events and things like that. Cause I'm building something. I'm building something that's going to make me happy in the long run. So they really have to be organized. I wake up early. I have late nights when I go to sleep. Right, right. Um, luckily now I'm, I have a team of people as of like last month, I don't work directly with clients really anymore, really just Andre Hatchet, but everyone else, like I have, other people on my team to kind of work closely with them. So I'm overseeing and kind of removing myself from the process dope. and focusing on like other business stuff. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. all about being organized and you know, uh, how bad do you want it? Exactly. <laughs> I want to go back to the, to, from the 10K month to 10K day. I, I, I just can't let oh, that go. Talk about that. Right. So like for the people, for a person that's listening to this, they might be at that point or they might be at the point where they striving for those 10K months. Like break down. How did you go from that point where you get a 10K month and that's like celebratory. So now, getting 10k in a day like how does what's the steps to get from a to b within oh, your sure. business so for me i'm very like the money the money's good right the money's cool for me i'm very goal dri- driven i'm always like how much can i push myself like how can i continue to push myself to reach a certain goal so for me i write everything out and i research everything and if i can't research it I'm going to give that to somebody on my team to research. I'm like, can you give me a summary? I paraphrase that for me because I'm also, I'm always looking to gain like more information, uh, whether it's for how to make more money or something within my business. So you need to to write out one, write out, what's your goal? I, you know, literally I'm, I'm big on manifestation. I'm big on scripting and writing things out. So like, what is your overall goal? Is it to make $100,000 in a month? Okay, write that out. That should be the goal that you're looking at every single day and and your actions every single day when you wake up should be working towards that. So for me, um, I'm I'm just, I'm all about trying new things. Like figuring out if it works from a marketing standpoint is an opportunity for me to collaborate with more people. So the thing that helped with the 10K day day was really pushing my digital products and and making sure it's in the right, in front of the right people. So, you know, my goal for 2022 is just really making sure 
I'm getting more exposure because I know that there are a lot of people who could use my resources to really transform their lives. Again, I mean, I've taught over 1,500 people this year alone. A percentage of those people have been able to replace those nine to fives. Really? Um, A percentage of those people have been able to like pay off debt, right? While working the nine to fives, doing their virtual assistant business. So, you know, the work, I mean, the course does work. You do the steps, the course works, you get results. So um, for me, it's just identifying services and products that make money right? And I mean, most of the businesses I have are fairly low startup cost businesses. And luckily, I still have a nine to five to kind of help invest in some of my businesses as well. Um, But yeah, writing out your goals. And I always tell people, you attract the things that you think about. So Mm -hmm. write out your goals, you know, post it up, look at it every day, and then research how you can get there. I guarantee you there's been someone else in your shoes trying to go through the same route. So emulate what they did. Mm. I I just love your story just because I know like, People think like you have to be an entrepreneur to live successfully, and with you having a being an entrepreneur and having a nine to five, that perfect blend of both, it lets people know that you could do that. You don't have to go all in on one thing; you could do that because you live a pretty dope lifestyle. I know how you living. I see how you living out here in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, you, I like it. I like yeah, my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you, you, you living a, a, a great lifestyle for real. What's up? Do you want to say something? No, you go ahead. Yeah. So I was uh, first we, before we uh, keep going on. We gonna go into our um, next sponsor. This episode is also sponsored by My Official Crypto Guide. That's right, guys. If you guys are looking to get into crypto, you can go to www.guide2crypto.com. And in this guide, I'll go over all things you need to get started with making money in crypto. I named 13 solid coins, solid projects that you guys can invest in long term and will make money with. I've named platforms you can use. I talk over the issue of paying taxes and so many other things. So if you want to get this guide, go to www guide the number two crypto.com to get started and making crypto making money in crypto today Go. <laughs> <laughs> so something i want to ask you because you said this earlier is that you said you have a um habit to not dwell on the bad and i think mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of struggle with that because they're always so focused on what if things don't work out or this is going wrong in my life x y and z and they let that pile up and completely discourage them from everything and I think it's really, really amazing that you have built up a skill to not dwell on those things. So can you just let us know how you do that and how any advice for someone who can change their mindset and mentality to get yeah. to that space? It's, I definitely train myself to do that. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. like I give myself maybe two minutes to like complain and rant. And then I'm like, OK, we got to figure out some solutions because it's no point. And then honestly, the issues that I have, they're like very small issues compared <laughs> to like larger issues that can have uh, that I could have. So I always think about like one, it could always be worse, right? Mm-hmm. Am I dying? No. no. So like, it's not the so end of the world. it could always be worse. But then also, uh, I practice gratitude so much. Like I always write out like what I'm grateful for. I try to do it every single day so I can appreciate just the small things. The fact that I got fruit, food in the refrigerator. Right, right. The fact, the fact that I, you know, I have a running vehicle. I have a roof over my head. So I practice gratitude so so much. So I. Honestly, just being able to practice it for so many years, I've really been able to tra- train my mind to think that it ain't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, tomorrow is literally a new day, and it's going to be so... I mean, you'll be laughing about what you thought was mm-hmm. was a terrible day, like, the next day. That's a fact. Uh, sorry, you won't even remember it. You won't even remember it. Like, I mean, I think yesterday... No, this weekend, my phone completely, like... <laughs> it went crazy. So I'm over oh. here, like... And then I had to go to the Apple store, but now I'm just like... 
It's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. So I want you to share some uh, marketing tips with us because I always see you on social media. <laughs> you know, you're going viral and stuff like that. You create, you creative too. So like, yeah. just talk about, just talk about that a little bit. Your strategies with that. Again, I'm a, I'm a researcher. So if I want to hit hit a certain goal, whether it's where I want to grow my account. Or I'm on TikTok now. Right, right. Follow me at Justine and Lisa underscore. Yes. Right. We about to, <laughs> and I just started on TikTok. I think I'm about to be at like 500 people. But again, I literally research and try to emulate what other people have done. So you know, with TikTok, they say post more consistently. I'm like, yep. okay, bet. Let me just mm-hmm. post more videos yep. and just see how it responds. But also because I have a business within social media, I like to test things out on my account to see how they may do possibly on my on my clients' accounts too. Um, so yeah, I don't even, I don't even like social media, but (laughs) social media makes me a lot of money and I do appreciate that. And I don't, you know, I don't take that for granted, but I mean, really creating, creating content now, I will say has become a little bit more fun for me. I do enjoy creating content Mm -hmm. at first. It was definitely a task for me. So, um, I mean, my recommendations for people is if you can have a content day, have a content day. Um, I know some people like you know, record like 30 days worth of content. That is not me. I can do it maybe. I can do enough content for the week, but not for 30 days. But literally having a content day, write out your ideas, write out what message you want your audience to to receive. Right, right, right. Every post that I post is intentional. It's a reason that I'm posting whatever I'm posting on my social media account. Mm-hmm. It's very rare you're just going to see a just a random picture with it's all intentional. It's all a part of, you know, the marketing plan to make sure I'm getting in front of the right audiences. Um, And yeah, I'm pretty big on like video content. So, you know, doing reels and TikToks and things like that. If you see me dancing in the TikTok or something, just please call me and make sure I'm okay. Because that's that's something you probably would never see. That's what you're not going to do, huh? And I probably would. If I did a dance in TikTok, I probably would go viral. But, you know, going viral ain't that important. If I got a dance... I'm good on that. <laughs> and there's something else we talked about this weekend, too, when we were talking about content. It's like, yes, we can make content and, you know, make it valuable, but we also don't have to, like, get away from who we oh, really yeah. are exactly. in making that content. Because I feel like people can tell. Like, yeah. like if you did a dance yeah. and video, they were like, that's not her. Or it feels unnatural. This is what I'm not, I'm not used to this from her. It, absolutely. I mean, and the thing is, like, I like to dance. It's just me putting. Dance just, with social media. Yeah. Like, it's it's weird to me to, like, let me put up my camera real quick and do this one, two step. And I'm, it's it's very weird to me. I don't, I don't get it. And maybe, I don't know. Y'all talk to me two, two years from now and I'm like. <laughs> you might you know, be dancing. You I might, might be, be dancing on, on TikTok. You know, I'm never say never. But right now on this day, it it's, a, <laughs> it's very, very strange for me. Yeah. But yeah, do something that you feel comfortable in, especially from a marketing standpoint. Because for me, what I do appreciate, even like when I go live, when people tell me in my DMs, like, you're so relatable. Um, I like that you are honest with people because I never wanted to be, be in a position where people feel like I told them a story or mm-hmm. I didn't give them all the information. So think one thing I have been working on is like documenting the process. Like literally, if something exciting would happen, people would never know because mm-hmm. I don't even do anything. I'm like moving to the next thing. So like I'm working going like, Making sure I take a screenshot of certain things, making sure I'm taking a moment to celebrate things, um, which is, it's not hard, but it's like, I'm just not used to just taking a moment just to celebrate. Speaking. Honestly, as a content creator, it's so important because something, I've never spoken on this, but something that really pisses me off when I see people, content creators, entrepreneurs, like, telling people to quit their job when they know most of their money is coming from courses. Whew. It's like, if this person quit their job... They don't have the following you got. They're not going to be able to make money from courses. But you're not telling people that most of your income coming from courses. So it's like, but you're telling people to quit their job. So if they quit their job, like, what the hell? It's like a setup. 
And you see that a lot these days. Oh, like, absolutely. People don't be 100 about that. It ain't nothing wrong with making course money. Like, all us content creators, we doing it. We should be doing it. But that got to be some honesty when you're telling people, like, to leave their 9 to 5 and blah, 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 when you know a large portion of your income coming from courses. Like, they're not going to be able to duplicate, duplicate that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I just want to say that every creating a course, I don't think is meant for everyone. I don't think mm. everyone can teach. Mm. And the mm-hmm. only reason I can say that is because people literally tell me that they've bought really bad courses right. and they will, they wish my, they wish other courses were similar to mine. Like I give homework after every video. Cause I just, I created my course, how I learn. Like if I listen to something, I mean, I'll only retain a percentage of that, but actually like physically doing something is going to help me. So I incorporated that in my course, but I don't think teaching a course is for everyone but i also mm-hmm. see that online too people making you know thousands of dollars within um course creation but it's also important that's why it's important for me to still have a business right if i wanted to like stop doing my business and just sell courses i could do that but to me um without my business i would be nothing without my courses mm-hmm. yeah. i don't think a lot i don't think a lot of people can say that, yeah. talk that talk. <laughs> a lot of people can't say that but i mean that's what it is knowing you know like what you've established what you've built and knowing your audience but something i definitely want you to talk about is the feature in business oh. insider <laughs> ma'am i want you yes. to go into that so what was that like getting that feature because that's a big that's like a major major thing to happen i know somebody else asked me and that's it it really wasn't anything that went into it. Like literally someone mm-hmm. reached out to me via email. And then, you know, I know you all get the, the PR related email. So I'm time. thinking like, okay, so right, right. this is one of them again. That's something I got to pay for. So I'm, and I'm not, I'm not even against paying for uh, exposure. I'm right. paying for articles like that, but I wanted to see what they were talking about. But she was like, oh no, we wanted to, we want to feature you within the virtual system business. Now that more people are at home, they're looking for opportunities to work remotely um, and have that flexibility. So she reached out to me because she really wanted to know kind of my story and seeing me on social media. So we had a conversation, you know, I talked about, you know, building the business and the transition to get there. And then, I mean, that all happened in like a span of like three days. That is crazy. crazy. Yeah, it was very quick. She reached out to me. I was just like, okay. Um, It would happen like over Thanksgiving break. And I was like, yeah, let's do this interview. And here that's you crazy. are featured in Business Insider. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, no, that's 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 dope, man. Like you said, a lot of people. Um, that's another thing. A lot of people these days they try to shit on people paying for advertising, which is weird to me because if you're a business owner, though, your main goal is to always be getting a new attention. Absolutely. You can't get new customers, new clients if you're not searching and trying to get new attention. So, if you got to pay for that. It's nothing wrong with that. Because, I, like I said, you will see people, I was like, man, they paid for that. Well, it's like, so what? If you knew X amount of people was going to see this article or see that as a business owner, that's what you want. That's what you be trying to get. So that's another weird thing I see a lot. Yeah. And, I mean, people say that not even knowing what the ROI on some of that is. Like, my Business exactly. Insider uh, article, I got, like, the rest of December, I got consultations on my calendar just from that article. And people, like, reading the article, I honestly didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, it sounds like a good opportunity. Right, right, and right. not realizing, like, how it's already doing things for my business. So, you know, making that investment and paying for uh, it's like another form of paying for advertising, any other marketing to me. Yep. So, I mean, it makes sense for me to pay for exposure. Um, but luckily, I didn't have to with Business Insider or any, at this point, any, like, written article. So that's a blessing. Free. Free exposure the best. It yes, is sir. the best. It is mm, the best. That's why social media is so important. Oh, yeah. you got to pay to be on there. Exactly. And that's why, I mean, I 
also another blessing not to have to <laughs> pay for, like I did Facebook ads, but then I turned it off because I was getting more responses from doing Instagram Reels, which is free, right? Just mm -hmm. continuing to put myself out there and more people were able to see more of my content about becoming a virtual assistant and signing up for my webinar and learning more. So all I say is just figure out what works from a marketing standpoint. If it makes sense for you to pay for advertising, then do it if it's going to be a positive ROI. But if you can do Reels or TikToks and still get that same exposure, and just do that to be successful. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And your business has doubled and tripled this year. So what would you Absolutely. um what would you uh attribute that to? Like the biggest thing, the biggest lessons you learned since you doubled and tripled in business. Oh, easily, easily one, get uncomfortable doing things you don't want to do. I I I don't know if people understand. I'm not a social people, a social person. Like people would DM me and say, do live events, let's do some meet and greets. That and I'm over style. here like they would probably be mad because I got to warm up to people. <laughs> so, yeah, you, is, you is real quiet. <laughs> I got to yeah. warm up to people. So, like, I don't want to have, like, a meet and greet, and y'all think I'm mean, actually, right. offline. So, <laughs> like, she mean. We're not, we not there yet. We're not there yet. But I think just being comfortable with the uncomfortable and just showing up, like, constantly going on live, um, constantly having conversations with people who are in a position that I would like to be in and just kind of put myself out there has definitely led to my success. And again, shout out to all the people on social media who promote my stuff who have never met me before. Mm. I will always show them love because, um, you know, people that you think are in your corner don't always do that for you. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. So, and also I would say like isolating myself and just surrounding myself with people where I feel like fully support me and fully support what I'm doing has definitely been a benefit. You know, I recently talked to my community about you know, when you get to a certain point, you may lose, you may lose friends. It may be a part of the journey. And I remember people used to tell me that, oh yeah, it's a part of success. Like you lose people and it's a part of success. And I never really understand it, but I think you get to a point where your priorities shift, yep. right? The priorities shift between the people that you're used to talking to on a regular basis to the people that are in your corner now. And it just, you know, most of the people that I talk to on a regular basis are entrepreneurs and they're usually pouring into me and telling me how I can get to the next level. And that's kind of where my focus is right now. Mm. And like, like you said, this is, why, this is why I always try to tell entrepreneurs, at the end of the day, strangers going to support you more than anybody. The people that you die, you never met, you don't know, never talked to, they're going to be the ones that support you the most. So people got to stop trying to focus on my friends and family. They ain't buying none of my products. They ain't posting none of my stuff. Like, your clientele potential is so much bigger than that. It's so much bigger mm -hmm. than your neighborhood, your city, your state even. Like, you got to think. I always tell people, when it comes to business, you have to think on a global scale. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You got to think so much bigger than locally because... The strangers, you got to think, how many people you know personally? It's probably like 100, 200 people that each one of us probably know for real. Mm -hmm. But there's billions of other people out here. So stop focusing on that small market and try to focus on global, you know what I'm saying, national-wise, like all that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Especially if you got a virtual assistant business. I always tell people, like, it's very unlikely that you probably work with people in your city or your state. You'll be working with people in different cities, different states to have different clients. You know, I've had clients out the country before that found me on social media. So you just, you don't want to put all of your energy to people in exactly. close proximity to you. Exactly. You leaving money on the table and not trying to reach out and get more exposure so other people can see you from different cities and states. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think uh, also kind of just like on that topic, kind of similar, the people around you who may not be supporting have a hard time accepting the fact that you've changed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of entrepreneurs have a hard time accepting the fact that they've changed, but that's not a bad thing. You're oh, no. supposed to change. You're supposed to have new experiences, grow business-wise, elevate as a person and all that. So I think a lot of people just have to accept the fact that even though people don't like 
like it. That's not a bad thing. We're supposed to change and we're supposed to elevate and grow. But I also <laughs> want to ask you on the VA side of things, um, you know, because VA being a virtual assistant is very popular right now. But where do you see the industry looking like in the next three to five years? Oh, just with the with the transition of remote work becoming more normal, I think I think it's a huge opportunity. I mean, the growth is I think the growth projected between now and like 2028 is like 30 percent mm. for wow. the virtual space. So and they can look like a number of things. So that can be like an actual physical virtual assistant or that could be a virtual assistant incorporating like um, AI, right? Like using technology. Right, right. So again, with the great resignation, we still have vacancies that in employers have to fill. So I think they're going to do a number of things. They're either going to outsource, right? Or they're going to implement automation from technology. So I think there's still a lot, a large opportunity for virtual assistants um, and creating your virtual assistant business, right? At some point you can partner with these larger companies that may need trained people to do these small admin services. And mm -hmm. it's usually cheaper for the business, cheaper for the organization because they're not actually physically paying for real estate or a location for them. Um, so they're definitely really uh, reducing their operating expense just with having virtual talent. And then also within the talent space, you just don't have access to talent in the city or state. You have talent to people wherever, out the country, mm -hmm. in the country, and things like that. So it's a benefit on both sides for people who want to be in the virtual assistant space to have that flexibility to work from home, but also for entrepreneurs and business owners to be able to reduce their expense by having independent contractors like VAs. I love that. I have another question. Do you think it's harder for um, VAs here in the U.S. to get jobs over VAs in other countries who are charging significantly less than they are? Mm, I think it, I think it depends on the industry and the business owner, because some industries and business. So, for for example, so if I have a client. Um, for the most part, who may be a, they may be a course creator, right? There's different platforms you can use. It's like Gumroad, it's Kajabi, it's, uh, it's Teachable and things like that. That virtual assistant outside of the country may not understand or understand that space completely. So it may mm -hmm. make sense for them to have a VA that lives in the U.S. But I know within the real estate space, within like wholesaling and things like that, they may outsource to people in India or the Philippines and things like that. So I think it really depends on the industry. But if you're a really good VA that has a specialized skill set where you do things well, people will hire you. Mm -hmm. I think it's easy. And then I've had people that specifically reach out to me and said, I want to work with the Black-owned business. So I want I want to work with Elevated Assist. And then also some people do not want a virtual assistant that lives outside the country. Right. Even though we might not live in the same city or state, they feel still they still feel a closeness because mm -hmm. I still live in the same country as them. Mm -hmm. no, that's, that's, so, so I mean I, I see both I see both I see both sides of it. Um, but for me personally, I mean I feel comfortable hiring virtual assistants currently that live um that live in the United States. So. Yeah, I like something mm -hmm. that you said earlier. It was a gym that I hope people uh, paid attention to. You said you show up every day. And there's a saying, they say the best ability is availability. So when it comes to like branding, social media, building a business, like there is, it's no real secret. I try to tell people like the secret is consistency. Like consistency. We grew this podcast by showing up when we said we was going to show up. You grow your business by showing up. You grow your following by getting your ass online every day and posting like, it's no, like, you can't go weeks and months and then just show back up and then expect for your following to grow mm -hmm. or whatever you're doing to grow. It don't work like that. Like, you said you show up every day, and that's really the secret to anything, consistency. Absolutely. I say stay ready. You don't have to get ready. Like, literally, especially talking about your business, you should be able to present yourself a certain way in any crowd or any event that you that's have. 
And I, t- I talk about that within my program too, because some people will, you know, they've never been on social media. They create their social media account for their business. They post three times and say, where are my clients at? Again, it's all about consistency and continuing Close to put yourself yeah. out there. And, you know, I always, I, I hold them accountable. Like, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? If it's no to the first three questions, then you're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. So I show up every day by continuing to continue to put myself out there. My bad, my bad. And before you ask that question, I'm just going to go into our next ad for the show. So, you guys, if you don't know, our real estate guy is on sale for the rest of the year for $50, you guys. That is an amazing deal. Our real estate guy and our crypto guy are both on sale. And if you want to get those, both of those guys together, you can bundle them for $75, which is unheard of and will never happen again. It will, happen again. <laughs> it will never happen again. <laughs> but, yes, you guys, those are on sale for the real estate guy. You know, me and Xavier credit that guy and put a lot of detailed information in there. It's a whole bunch of information on how to purchase your first investment property, whether you're doing that in-state or out-of-state. All the same information applies in this guide. We go over legal matters, how to fund your purchase, how to build your team, doing market research, property search, and even analyzing deals. So you guys, make sure you go ahead and cop this guide. There's so much information in there, in there for you to learn. And if you really want to go ahead and build wealth, make sure you go ahead and get that bundle deal for $75. The link is in the description, so you guys just go ahead and click on that. And I want to ask, what I want to ask was, you said it's three questions you asked. Mm-hmm. So what, what, are, what, are, what are those three questions? So after you take my program, I ask them, uh, well, one, send me your website or your Instagram page that you created for your business. Um, are you consistently creating content? Have you actually reached out? Because during the course, I say, list out some potential businesses or entrepreneurs you may want to work out. Have you reached out to any of those people? And then also, because I post job opportunities within my community, I ask them, have you applied it to any of the opportunities that I posted? So I'm giving you opportunities, right? I'm giving you opportunities, and I'm teaching you how to get your own opportunities. So if it's no to any of those questions, you got more work to do. Are you giving Mm -hmm. up some real value? Yeah. Yeah, Seriously, because I see you posting the listings online, like, all the time. People always reach out to me. Now they're like, hey, I want to be a, but I want them to be in Florida. Hey, I want to be a, but I want them to be in Atlanta. And I'm like, I got you. Let me post it in my group. Mm-hmm. Mm, so speaking on the course, like everything that it entails, do you mind just talking about that? Yeah. So um, I will sit on this mountain and say I have the best virtual assistant course out there. <laughs> okay. Because um, let's see, I have over 10 hours of pre-recorded material. Wow. I teach you how to come up with the name for your for your virtual assistant business. And people always think coming up your name is easy. But no, that's, <laughs> why that's why I asked them on Twitter the other day, how many domains y'all got? Because I'm constantly buying a new da- domain, <laughs> domain like every other week. So um, how to come up with your business name, how to price your services, what tools you can use for your virtual assistant business, how to fire a client because it it does happen, how to provide the best customer service as a virtual assistant. Um, You have, we have a, I have a conversation between me and a real estate virtual assistant who, you know, who's making really good money within the real estate space as a virtual assistant. Um, how to create an attractive Instagram bio so you can get clients and things like that. So I give you literally step-by-step. In addition to that, we have templates in there that can utilize for their business. Um, And it comes with access to my virtual assistant community where we post the job opportunities every single Tuesday um, for them to apply to. And then also they're able to engage with each other. So obviously I'm growing, right? I can't answer everybody's questions, but if you ask it in the community, somebody else usually is able to answer it. Talk about this as a as an entrepreneur as a business person because you I, I noticed that you keep mentioning the community that you built. How important is that as a business owner to build your own community? 
at first, um, at first, when people used to say that, I didn't really understand it fully. But now I'm creating community and not even and not even really like realizing that I'm creating co community. Like even people that may not be in my Slack group, I'm still creating a community within my social media platforms. You know, it's constant. I have those regular people who will comment on every post. I have those yeah. regular people <laughs> that will be in my live and make sure they show up for me. So I think that's building community. And once you create that community, you create trust. And trust allows you to, if you come out with another another product, you're you're creating that credibility and that trust that people say, oh, she come up with another product. Let me make that investment because I know based on what she's done, how she presents herself, it's it's really good work. Let me tap into that. And community um, also allows people to like see different aspects of you. Like I try to give people the real as much as person possible give them at least a snippet of like my personal life so that they know that i'm no different than them we we're this we're the same we all in this together mm -hmm. we're all working to reach our goals my goals may be a little bit different than yours but we're all working to reach our goals so i think community is super super important and i think that's probably the difference um in some courses or some programs that do well versus some that don't do don't. right you you give people a course they go through it and they they still have questions and they don't have access to you. Mm -hmm. So again, I wanted people to still figure out, figure out ways that they can still get their questions answered. So that's why I created the community because becoming an entrepreneur, starting a business, it's not easy and people nope. still have questions and it's only so much information I can give in the course without overwhelming people too. Mm -hmm. mm. So. And I like that you said that um, the way you do it is like you want to let people know that you're just like them. And I think in, when it comes to branding, that's super important because a lot of people kind of think it's all about stunting and being flashy and, you know, just showing out. But a lot of people sleep on People love the relatable person. Mm -hmm. I, I think agree. that's why a lot of influencers do so well, especially the girls who do the everyday life content. Mm -hmm. Because people like knowing, like, you're just like me. I can relate to you. We have something in common. And it makes people more eager to buy into them. I completely agree. I completely. So for me, like even documenting the process and just like making a post about making six figures in six, six months for me, that was hard for me. Cause I was just like, who cares? Who like, but people, I mean, that was one of my most engaged posts. Like people want to see the receipts. They want to see the results, but also I like to remind them, like, you can do exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. You can do exactly what I did. I'm not going to say it didn't, it wasn't challenging, but it's it's just another challenge that somebody else can overcome. Mm -hmm. It's no it's no different. People people want to see the results. That's one thing oh they they, they want to see it. They do every time I post a result that becomes really really big right a really engaging uh, a really engaging conversation. But also I think even like even with family I think when I when I did like six figures in six months with my first with my digital product. I was with my family and I don't know if they, I think they knew I was making money, Not but like I don't that. think, I don't think they knew I was making money like that. <laughs> so I was able to be like, Oh, I finally hit hundred K in like, and it was like less than six months. So what they say, they were like, are you gonna quit your nine to five? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, we'll figure it out. No, I don't think so. So yeah. Mm, I mean, like with that being said, I think it's a thin line between like sharing and like oversharing on social Oh yeah. Media. It's definitely a, yeah. oversharing is definitely a uh, uh like with my military background like i'm always thinking about opsec operational security so i think sharing too much like all like me now like I, I had this conversation i said i'm not talking about how much money i make no more online but i might do it so if it was that people that's watching this and i end up doing it one day you're like, oh you kind of <laughs> you said you're not doing it no more. you said you but, know like they right. know they're gonna pull up the screen <laughs> they're gonna pull up this clip right here and be like you said that on this date but I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm intentionally trying not to just because 
I'm trying to say this without saying too much. No, no, uh, I get it. Yeah, it's like it's like I get it. You don't know who's watching, and then um, I was talking to a friend of mine. She said it's like a group of people on TikTok that report influences to the IRS. Oh my god! Yeah, That's really? so it's yeah. so. I'm always like, I want to inspire people that exactly. wanted to be like me, exactly. but I also like, I also don't want to get robbed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to be because at the end of the day. When you build an audience, you build and you become like an influencer. It's so many people out there that know you that you don't know. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about, I made two hundred thousand this month, and somebody see you like, hey, he made two hundred thousand this month. I know he got it. So it's like, yeah. mm, it's, I don't think it's. I get it. Sometimes you gotta like as an entrepreneur. Sometimes we gotta talk about what we're doing, but I think it's it is a thin line between oversharing. Oh yeah, it's that, de- and it's also a security thing. But even though, like, it seems like I be out, I don't be. I'm very low key. I think mm-hmm. that's a benefit for me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very, very low key. Like, I don't think people usually know what I'm doing or what I got going on. And then, oftentimes, when I post it, a lot of the content's old. So, mm. yeah, some of the content I post is like weeks old. And then I just go through my phone. I'm like, oh, I haven't posted this, and then I post this. So. That's but dope. that's really smart. Yeah, that's, that's smart. <laughs> so I've seen uh, someone saying that, especially like as far as where they go, the places they be at, if they're out to lunch, they don't post none of that content until after they leave. Just mm-hmm. to, you know, make sure, you know, someone don't try and pop up on them at the restaurant or something exactly, like that. Exactly, exactly. And, it's, and it's, it's still very, very weird to me. Like, it's yeah. even weird to me. Like, I told you, I was in Vegas and someone was like, are you just saying Elisa? And I was just like... Okay, this is not, you know, um, you know, again, it's a balance. I want to impact a lot of people, but I also want to be low key. Yeah. It's like you gotta, so figuring yeah. that out, it, it's a challenge. You got to accept everything that come with it. Like mm-hmm. you're going to be, if you're going to be known on social media, you got to understand you're going to be known in real life. Oh yeah. You know, I said people really outside. Seeing, so it's like, damn, it's, it's pros and cons. You just got to like accept everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm, for sure, and, and this is um before we wrap up, I got I got one more question for you, and I like to ask everybody this because everybody has like a different meaning. So, in your opinion, what does wealth mean to you? Ooh, what does wealth question. mean to me? Wealth means to me, um, it's, it's for for me, it's almost it's like a feeling more so for mm-hmm. me, it's feeling comfortable where you just literally don't have to worry about anything. And when I say worry about anything, it's not just my life, but it impacts my family's life too. Mm, that's a bar. So for, again, I'm very, very comfortable, but I'm still building so that my family can be even more comfortable mm-hmm. with it. So it's really a feeling for me where I don't have to worry about anything. And I hate to always talk about money, but we need money to do things in this society. We need money to live a certain way. So money's going to always come up in the conversation, yep. but it's really a feeling to like be at peace with a lot of things that you don't have to worry about. I mean, money does provide solutions for a lot of people's problems people. and issues. Mm-hmm. So being able to build my wealth and have multiple streams of income, um, it's, it's a continued journey. Mm-hmm. I love that answer just because you talk about other people. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't really hear that all the time. And that's, that's crazy because I was just having a conversation on a, another podcast. They asked me and I said, I, like, I really I don't feel successful yet just because I want to put everybody around me in a position where they either on the same level as me or doing even better. Exactly. And until then, I'm going to just feel like I'm doing good, but I'm not doing good enough. Exactly. Oh, exactly. I think I tweeted, and I think uh, several people had commented about it, but the, the first, like, one moment this year, I was just like, I actually feel proud of myself. And it's coming from somebody who's excelled in school. You know, I was, like, second in my class in high school. You know, I always did well in school. I always got, like, accolades and things and rewards for different programs I was in. But, like, this year, I'm just like, okay. 
I'm doing okay. You know, I'm at the point where I can like treat my parents right, and treat right. people around me and like mm-hmm. not even have to flinch. Like where I want something, I can literally buy it. So being able to continue to do that mm-hmm. at larger scale. At large scale. And that feeling, that's mm-hmm. what wealth feels like to me. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. It's amazing, yeah, isn't it? I, I love that. And before we let you go, I just want to say we definitely appreciate you taking the time. Sure. Come to the podcast and run it, but driving yeah. out here to the studio to get this done. This was an amazing episode. And before we let you go, do you mind plugging in all your stuff where people can find you, follow you, buy a course, everything? Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, my name is Annalisa, also known as Just Annalisa on Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok. Mm-hmm. So, that's J U S T A N N A L I S A. And for TikTok, you just need an underscore after that last A. Um, also, if you're looking for a virtual assistant or social media manager, Feel free to reach out to Elevated Assist. You can reach us at www.elevatedassist.com, and we will definitely get on the phone and take care of you so that we can meet your needs as an entrepreneur. And also, if you're interested in, you know, having that flexibility, being able to work from home and looking for an opportunity to create a business with the nine to five or without your nine to five, I recommend becoming a virtual mm-hmm. assistant or social media manager. Um, the links should, will probably be in the yes. show notes. Yep. I do have a special code. If you all use Mindset, that gives you all an extreme discount <laughs> for the program that is um, packed full of over 10 hours of recorded content and includes the, uh, includes the community and job opportunities for you if that is something that you're interested in. Um, I've successfully been able to create a six-figure virtual assistant business from the comfort of my own home while maintaining a nine-to-five. Mm. So it's mm. something you can definitely do, too. That's yes, hard. Man. And D, what's your info? And you can find me on Instagram at Deanna Kent, Twitter Deanna S. Kent, and you can find me on YouTube at Lessons in Life and Luxury. And you can find me everywhere at Xavier C. Miller. That's Twitter, Instagram, um, what else? TikTok. <laughs> YouTube. Follow me on TikTok too. <laughs> everywhere. You can find me everywhere. And that's all we got for y'all. Appreciate y'all listening to another episode of Million of Mindsets Podcast. See you guys next episode. Peace. Peace. You gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier y'all gonna talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant